Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to our uh, spoiler-filled conversation on Captain Marvel. That is right. All of the spoilers will be contained within this little this little thing. But there uh, shall be no review. No review. <laughs> no review. No, no sco- review. No scores. You mean. Uh, that's, right. that's true. Nobody. Nobody was scoring tonight. Technically, uh, everything we say is. Kind of like describing the movie is That's reviewing. True. Okay, okay. <laughs> yes, review, no scores. All right. Uh, so if you're looking for us on YouTube, you're not going to find us. We're not doing it. We're just doing the audio. Screw you guys. We're almost done here anyway. Uh, let's. Jesus I Christ, Al. Listen, I got the last check from Patreon. There's no stopping me now. Uh-oh. Uh, all right, so we're going to do uh, a conversation on Captain Marvel. I am here with producer Dan. Hey, everybody. We got co-host Liz. Yo, yo, yo. Uh, tech director Eli escaped, but uh, I've got a tracker on him. We'll, we'll get him. Uh, and then we also uh, have joining us T. Bradford Petrino Esquire, uh, our senior legal correspondent from Korshak and Associates of Castleberry. Hello, thanks for having me. <laughs> and Forrest, the experience, Brooks. Yo. Uh, <laughs> all right, let's break this thing down. So, Captain Marvel, let's uh, let's go ahead. Again, I'm just, your last warning, spoilers. They're spoiled literally in the title, guys. I don't know how else to warn you. Uh, who wants to kick things off? Yeah, 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 I do. I do. I have a big problem with this movie. Yeah. <laughs> they put... Oh, boy. They put girls in my boy movie <laughs> and I'm very upset about it. It does not say Captain S Marvel. <laughs> I expected this to be a movie about boys that's for boys that's only got boys in it. White mm-hmm. boys specifically. Right. Yeah, there's like we got a white girl and a black man running around this whole goddamn thing and I am just offended right down to my 1950s. So, uh, uh, so all, right. all that shit aside, what were our initial reactions <laughs> on the movie? Forrest, why don't you start uh, you know, I, I had a uh, lot of freaking fun watching that movie. I actually went it. I've seen it twice at this point. So, yeah, I just had a lot of fun. It was um, hella enjoyable. Um, just a really fun ride, especially as somebody who was cognizant during the 90s. Yeah. Like yeah. Yeah. Uh, right. a lot of kind of callbacks to, to, you know, places that don't exist anymore and to music that I still occasionally have on the playlist. Mm-hmm. So, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That me, soundtrack. Me, me too. Occasionally. Uh, okay. Occasionally, randomly, every <laughs> once in a while. Definitely not all I listen to. <laughs> you know, the Guardians did a great soundtrack with all the 70s and 80s vibe, mm-hmm. and this just captured the 90s beautifully. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it went, it went with music, speaking to the soundtrack too, it also went cross uh, uh, genre, you know? Yeah, like it was right. all over the place, which I really enjoyed. Right, because you got some solid R&B, you got mm-hmm. some solid rock, you yeah. got some just all over the map on that, which yeah. was really nice. Yeah. Uh, but I'm just a girl during the... the Climactic yeah. battle scene was fantastic. <laughs> was it a little? Did it feel a little on the nose? It was a little. Pan, yeah. It was pandering a little point, bit. I thought I was okay with it. Oh yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. I'm like, like I, listen, I, they were pandering to us. Just go, yeah, for, oh, go for, for sure. It. Go for it. I, I thought what I, I like. So for me, like this was truly a movie for us, right? So like we took so my boyfriend and I took uh, his son to go see the movie. He was nine years old, and it cracked me up because he's excited for another Marvel movie, obviously. But mm-hmm. then we're sitting there, and it was like we realized just like all the references for us, and I mean like all this '90s shit is getting thrown at us and I hear him audibly in the theater being like huh <laughs> and I'm like oh my god you don't know what a blockbuster is <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting there checking out the movies in the background too was anybody else doing that when she was in blockbuster yes. looking at the movie oh, yeah, on the yeah, shelf yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I see that was, one I've seen that one I've seen that one what was what was uh who was in there, picked up a movie and looked at it. What was that movie? Uh, like, the right stuff. The right. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> she walked my picture, which is awesome. Yeah. I, I had, yeah, I had to explain what that was. Yeah. Not, yeah. not as on the nose as Top Gun would have been. <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 Ray. Oh good. my God. That's right. Uh, so, so the, uh, 
let's let, let let's dig in let's dig into the differences though because there was there are two real big differences from the comics to here that I think we need to, that that I want to discuss sure. and get kind of your your reaction to them. Uh, the first one we're going to talk about um, is the the Kree scroll flip. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Um, you know, it, traditionally the, the the scrolls are portrayed more as the bad guys in the Kree. Or, and the, speaking from a comic book perspective, right. the scrolls are the bad guys in the Kree, or the good guys, uh, good guys. You know, whatever. Uh, how did you feel about that flip, Dan? I just didn't. I didn't see it coming because I thought that that we were going to get a secret wars, a secret invasion. Uh, you know, I thought we were going to really continue the uh, scroll bad guy narrative. Mm-hmm. You know, moving forward. Um, so I didn't see that coming and I enjoyed it. I love the way Ben Mendelsohn played it. Oh, he was fantastic. He was great. It's freaking awesome. Yeah. Um, because you've always in the comic books, you see them as these like monstrous aliens and simple one dimensional bad guys. Yeah. Yeah. Even like their speech bubbles will be like the, the creepy writing so that you, you imagine a, a different voice with it and everything. Yeah. Turns out Australian. <laughs> Turns out. <laughs> Who knew? Who knew? <laughs> Did you notice when he was uh, drinking the milkshake? Uh, at uh, Rambo's house. Uh-huh. That's the same cup that uh, Samuel Jackson drinks out of in Pulp Fiction. Yes. Are you serious? No, I didn't know oh, that. Yeah. That's really oh, funny. Speak that's about, funny. How about 90s callbacks? Yeah. Right? Yeah. 90s Easter eggs that's, in there for you. That's yeah. good. That's really funny. It was really fantastic. Funny. The flip that I thought they might do that they didn't do, uh, I was impressed with. When we found out that the cat's name was going to be Goose instead of Chewy, mm-hmm. I thought maybe this is them saying, you know what, we're going to get rid of the whole other plot line with the cat uh, yeah. being a flurkin. Um, <laughs> but they went there. And yeah, it was they did. Yeah, that was cool. wild. That, that cat was awesome. <laughs> Let me, I, I want to I compliment Mar- Marvel in, in the, the, again, the, the flip from the screen, the mm-hmm. creep, sorry, the scrolls being uh, just ultimate bad guys. Mm-hmm. Every time Marvel, and they do this over and over, they make a change from comic book continuity mm-hmm. And they have, a, in my view, a near-perfect track record of knowing when to leave something alone and knowing when changing it services the story in mm-hmm. a way that yep. improves. I'm sure there's always a fanboy out there who's ready to get upset about it. Sure. Uh, but from someone who's not necessarily a big fanboy, but, but likes when the movie doesn't change the story too much in any, in any adaptation, uh, I really like that. And I think they set up both, and they've been setting them up through Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and through other, other movies They've set up the Kree to be a kind of this proud warrior race mm-hmm. with with a mix of people like uh, Ronan the, uh, the uh, accuser. Ronan the accuser. He's all in on all I want is war. I'm upset that you made peace. I'm not going to let yeah. this be. I will destroy them. But clearly, you have the rest of the Kree government. We haven't seen it uh, 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 on screen yet. The rest of the Kree government apparently got to a point where they said. Okay, we'll, we'll we'll make peace. We won't continue this war. Well, now Chris, we know why. Yeah, I know. Well, Chris, that <laughs> right. that was the war. That was what's the, the people who live on Nova? Are they called Nova? Nova. I couldn't remember yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. That that was obviously war with the Nova in in Guardians One, but mm-hmm. um, they were apparently at war with the Kree. They're probably people who like they're like uh, the way the Asgardians probably think of themselves. They're noble warriors who go right. and they go out and they win and they bring order to the galaxy one way or the other. And they don't yeah. they don't feel like they're the bad guys. They don't have evil motivations. They just have. Uh, you know, they, they, they want things. They think their ways are the right They're way. I think, I think that's what I right. liked about the... About Colonizers is the right term. The, yeah. the flip, if you will, because it's like, it's not necessarily, you know, there's not like a black and white, like this is good and this is evil. It's like, 
a misunderstanding of intentions. Like everyone has always thought that the the scrolls are evil, but you know, we just kind of see the other side of the story. Well, and, and and I really liked that. I like I liked the the the, the kind of like reimagining of like who is a good guy, who is a bad guy because you know, the same thing. It's like and you see like the the Cree, like there's some that are kind of aware of like, hey, like what we're doing and what we've been doing for all of this time, which we think is good and righteous, mm-hmm. isn't, you know? Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's like, I, it, uh, obviously huge social commentary. Right. Oh, yeah. yeah, definitely. And I, I think um, they did a lot, they've done a lot more to set it up in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. than what you see in Guardians. Because mm-hmm. wh- what you see in Guardians feels so far away that it, it's, it's kind of hard to see that. But the way that they've set up the Cree in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., really, really kind of makes it so that the flip that they did in Captain Marvel makes complete and total sense. Complete mm-hmm. sense. Like, it's Absolutely. like, we, we have not come across the Kree being these, like, they're, while they're, they're great warriors and what have you, they've not been the most noble of characters. Well, they wouldn't think of themselves, mean, they think of themselves as noble warriors. Yeah. But we've seen that, yeah, that, I think they're colonizing is that there's much, we're better than you. And they're, I mean, and they they're aristocrats. Think of, yeah, exactly. They're like the most literal idea of thinking of themselves as, as a master race. Exactly. Yeah. So, like, and we're, yeah. we're helping you by destroying and subjugating your civilization. <laughs> and, and not to mention fiddling with you and, uh, you mm-hmm. know, plucking up people here and there, messing with their genetics, trying to create weapons, because, you know, we can, we can make you better than you are, we're, we're which not. ties all right back into the speeches that, that, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Yonrog is giving uh, Captain Marvel throw. Right, yeah. absolutely, absolutely. So, um, and I do think to Dan, to Dan's point too is I also was expecting Secret Invasion, which is mm-hmm. in the comics a series where the scrolls who we can you already see can shape shift and can do the stuff. Um, the <laughs> I'm not sure that we're not getting that. Exactly. No, that's, that's my point. Yeah. I think that you know there's in the comics there is the Secret Invasion where the scrolls come through, come through and they start replacing a bunch of the superheroes uh, because they're, the scrolls are already pretty powerful and can mimic through their natural abilities a lot of super abilities. What is it? Is like, can, you, can you do a... Can you prove you're not in like, the photo? Well, no, no, what he's doing like, I'll, I'll give you five dollars if you can if you can do like <laughs> a Venus flytrap. Venus flytrap. Can you do a Venus flytrap? <laughs> yeah. Five dollars. You can do a Venus flytrap. <laughs> so yeah, it was really good. Uh, but I don't think. But yeah, and I I was expecting now. But we got to remember they spent they spent uh, what twenty years getting to Thanos. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so like like Mar- Marvel's fine with playing the long game. Ten yeah. Years. Uh, yeah. Is it ten? Ten. Ten. It started in 08. Oh, that's true. I guess they first teased. Technically, they first teased. Thanos in oh tw- twelve 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 yeah but they're, they're good playing the long game so yeah. and I think I think that, that that's what you do here I have a question for Dan about that actually yeah. about the scrolls uh, my recollection of all that comic book lore is pretty fuzzy because I was always around the margins of it but there's a uh, one of the characters was Super Scroll and then yeah. he was one of the leaders of the scroll not necessarily for Secret War but as they're this galactic war, and I always remember it involved. It always involved heavily the Fantastic Four, right? Yeah, he so, because he could mimic more than one power at a time. Okay, so when he uh, now that now that the rights are coming back over from Fox, mm-hmm. is that that's that could be something that they're waiting for? Oh yeah, for absolutely. Yeah. That's absolutely why you don't have any name. I mean, that's why you don't have any ones that you remember from the comics because all of the named scrolls, the ones that had existing names, mm-hmm. were associated under the rights for Fantastic Four, okay. and therefore they couldn't use at that point. So yeah. let's talk about the other big flip here, uh, and that's going to be Marvel. So when the oh, I'm sure there's some fellas that are not happy about this, <laughs> and I I cannot tell Judging you from how they took the ancient one, yeah, the, yeah, and I cannot tell you 
just how much joy I get from them being frustrated. <laughs> this isn't usually I just would not give a fuck about them one way or the other. I now I just I want to I want to taste their tears. Uh, <laughs> that's that's what I want. I just want to I just want to lick their faces. Uh, Remember we saw those videos on YouTube that were saying that Captain Marvel was going to be the biggest flop in MCU history. Yeah. And and it was going to kill the MCU because mm-hmm. nobody was going to go see it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, eighth largest opening in history. Yep. Largest female led. Yeah. Opening. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So <laughs> but, but but to come back to this point. So when um when they announced Jude Law's casting, Jude Law by the way was Jan Rog. I know you have a hard time with him. Are you are you going to remember him now? <laughs> no. Oh no. my god. Uh, I'll be he, that that guy who played Jan Rog. Oh, <laughs> he's so Sorry. beautiful. I don't understand how you can't ingrain that into your memory. Everybody assumed that Marvel uh was going to be Jude Law, which was a good guess, I think. Yeah. Uh and not a lot of people saw it. Now in the comics Marvel is the uh was sent to Earth. At, well, okay. He's Superman. In the most generally accepted comic book canon, because even among comic books, Captain Marvel stuff is a little wonky. Um, so that's uh, Captain Marvel or Carol Danvers? All of it. Yes, just all of it. So uh, Marvel uh, was a Kree soldier who was sent to spy on Earth. Mm-hmm. And so he was blending in with the populace and he was doing all of that stuff. And then he runs in to Carol Danvers. And then eventually the powers he uh, how does he how does he give the powers? I think he he. It changes so many different yeah. times. And one version, it turns out, she, I think the most recent version, it turns out she was always Kree or some shit like that. And there's another version where he gives her the powers somehow. Mm-hmm. But whatever it happens to be, he's he becomes a disillusioned soldier uh, uh, and so eventually decides to turn on his people. So... Th- and he, then cancer. I was about to say, and then he dies of cancer. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And, and Marvel is actually most famously known for dying. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. And it's a death that stuck. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's been one of the deaths that, that they put a lot of effort to that's mm-hmm. really, really stuck. Like Bucky mm-hmm. until recently. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what, what year are we talking about that that was happening in the comics? Oh, God. Uh, 90s? 80s, 90s? 80s. Yeah. Okay. Just curious. So, um, so in this version, though, Marvel, number one, is a surprise. You don't find out who Marvel. They don't even mention Marvel at all. But this switch, I, I'm gonna speak on first because this was goddamn brilliance. I loved everything about this. I loved them teasing Annette Benning, who, by the way, was amazing. She was phenomenal. I love them teasing her out and you kind of learning who she is along the way. I love that she still is a Cree. She's still undercover here on Earth, Mm -hmm. but we've lost that soldier piece because now she's, I mean, she's still trying to save lives. She's still trying to get disillusioned with the military and and the stuff that came, although that's come from this endless war. Mm -hmm. But now she's a scientist and it's just it beautiful. And then the other thing that Marvel, that they do by making Marvel. This the, the the doctor and hidden stuff or whatever is you, we talk about agency here. We talk about agency and storytelling a lot too. This is not a movie in which things happened to Carol Danvers. Right. There are things that happen to her, obviously. Yeah. But we see her make choices that moves the plot forward. Mm-hmm. And that we don't forget forget female led movies. We don't get that shit in male led movies. Okay. Right. Like. Like and I think there is to me the the most perfect moment in the movie is when she shoots the goddamn ship, mm. knowing that because she sees the bad guy coming, she doesn't know what's going on. She doesn't have the details here, but she knows that her mentor is, is bleeding blue. 
She's dead. Her mentor is dead. She's looking at this guy coming over here. She got in that plane, by the way. She insisted on flying it. They, they, mm-hmm. She was told no and said, no, if it's about saving lives, I, you need me behind the stick. Yeah. She, she flies the plane. She does the best she can. She goes down. But when she takes the gun and she shoots the ship, she knows that she's going to die. And she knows she's going to take the bad guy with her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's where her powers come from. I would say to extend on that point, the one of the, the things that I love the most about this film is that there were it was about more than than just flipping the damsel in distress mo- trope. It was about completely up, upending it. There were no damsel in distress. Oh, love that! Nobody so much. was a damsel in distress because I mean I I love Wonder Woman. We've talked. I've came on this show to talk about Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm, I mm-hmm. love Wonder Woman, but Wonder Woman was definitely about flipping the roles of who's the damsel and who's the savior. Yeah. And here, nobody. Maria's not a damsel in distress. No. Nope. No. You know, everybody here has their own agency. They bring their own thing to the fight, and mm-hmm. they're. It's not necessarily about having superpowers. It's just about you having a determination to be a hero. Yeah. And I, I love that messaging. That because I think, you know, five, ten years ago, there totally would have been this like forlorn, forlorn love thing between her and Jan Rog. And sure. Yeah. They would have had to deal with the betrayal of this man that she loved. And well even it, yeah. beyond all that, five years ago, MCU Jan Rog would have gotten the same powers from that explosion mm. and oh. they would have had to face off with the same CGI powers against each other. Right. Just oh, yeah. like every other Marvel movie. I think I, like movie. the the most brilliant scene in the entire movie is that the like the final fight between them with him throwing his weaponry down and just like you know like come on like <laughs> true combat you, yeah. you know like prove I've to me the blah, blah, blah. and like boom I don't have to prove shit to you and mm-hmm. I was just like whoa yeah. like, you know which was hilarious because I was like motherfucker I can glow like right like, exactly. like, and then, like you know this what? mono imano <laughs> shit get the fuck out of here do you see what I can do with my hands prepared? And then, it really it reminded that reminded me of the scene from Indiana Jones with the, uh, with the whip and the, the guy gun. the guy shows up with a sword is a big sword thing and he just pulls it shoots him and fucking never freaks out uh, yeah. like it is oh yeah. you're absolutely right. what a, what, a, what an amazing scene yeah um, and I, I love um, one of my favorites like when I went to, went to see it the second time was the dog fight that Maria had yeah mm-hmm. it was so Star Wars esque oh yeah it was I loved it was that. Top Gun it was, right uh, that, it, I, yeah I lived for that it was, it was so uh, good I, yeah, she was she was phenomenal she had great age. I mean there was I, I, yeah, this and the more this this actually for me works. I actually wasn't feeling good when I went and saw the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was just was not. I was feeling kind of under the weather, and so I walked out of it not being as excited as I normally am. Because normally, you guys I, like anybody's ever been talking about movies before. Every movie is the best movie ever when I walk out oh, of yeah, the theater. Totally. And like two weeks later, I'm like, man, it was okay. <laughs> uh, I've actually cooled off a lot on the Last Jedi, for example. Uh, <laughs> So the uh, I still love that one. No, so, right. I, I loved a lot of it, but yeah, I'm not as I'm not as. But the point, but this one for me went the other way because I walked out of there and I'm like, that was good. And then the more I've thought about it, the more I've kind of looked at it, the more mm-hmm. I've read reviews, and the more I'm like, you know what? No, there's there is so much going on here that I love. Can I critique a couple points now? Yeah, yeah. Oh, there's not, a couple. Not to, oh, not I got pee on your fruit. Fr- no, no, no. Your fruit lips. I got a couple points. I yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. Uh, so I guess just chronologically, I I felt like they didn't do anything to develop her star force team and i didn't I, like well, those people were kind of instantly forgettable and i've recently i just read today or yesterday that, that apparently there was a whole backstory that uh, the sniper girl's name is minerva mm-hmm. she was jealous of uh captain marvel i'm sorry i keep calling her that you know jealous Vers. of uh yeah veers 
uh, supplanting her as like the number one right hot shot on the team. And but you know there was really it There's was only all, that quick reference to it. Yeah, it, and instead it was I just felt like everything that happened during that opening act of the movie was very superficial. And like they were just, they had to get through it all. Obviously, it had to be done in some way. I just don't think it was executed as sure. It was exposition heavy in that first like fifteen minutes. Yeah, and and then that that feeling kind of carried me through a lot of the movie, where I felt like I kept really liking decisions that they made on paper, but not being in love with. I don't know if whether it was directorial choices or what, but so much of it didn't felt too superficial. I felt like we were moving. It felt like those. All the episodes of Doctor Who that I have a big problem with late in, especially late in the Matt Smith run, where I know that we're trying to get to a big moment that we're trying to earn, but we skipped too many of the pieces. Yeah, we're like and we're sprinting to that moment. Yeah, and we didn't earn it as big as we should have if we'd slowed down and built uh, built certain things. Now, some of the character building was phenomenal. And they did slow down to do certain things. They slowed down and built a relationship with Fury that was awesome. They slowed down yeah. and built a relationship between her and and um, Maria, which was which was great, and all the scenery chewing with uh, Ben Mendelsohn as Talos <laughs> yes. was, was awesome. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I, there, I didn't feel any kind of relationship with her and Marvell that I would have liked to. That would have justified. Uh, we we were sh- we were told instead of shown that she was yeah. a, that yeah. she was yeah. a big Im- right. important person. I think I think my like I I loved the movie. Thought it was awesome. Was thoroughly entertained the entire time. But there's a little nagging voice that keeps telling me that. This was just a giant setup for Endgame. There was, well, there yeah. was, you know what I mean. <laughs> like, and it's like, it, it's good and bad. Like, yeah. <laughs> I, I, well, I, I took it as a giant setup not only for Endgame but for Marvel herself because yeah. they left a shit ton of story yeah. on the on the table. Mm-hmm. And I, if I'm being cynical, I'm thinking that they left a lot of that because a lot of the probably a lot of the story that they would want to tell is shit that they don't have quite yet. Yeah, yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. And once they get it, I think we'll probably we're probably in for a lot more kind of going because even Kevin Feige just there was a art um, uh, interview that he just recently did that where he talked about one a possible. Uh, sequel uh, going back to kind of explore that huge ass gap yeah. between right. when she leaves and when we see her again. Right. So I, I think that probably I mean if I'm being if I'm being cynical I think that they were like we want to use scrolls but we can't use all of the scrolls we can't use the ones that we wanted. So I think they were there's a bit of a, a of a restraint there, sure. Um, but yeah, I get what you, I, I think. That's a fair fair point. Like I, I don't. It didn't stop me from loving the film, but right, I right, it. right. I, I just feel like the sorry. No, no, you're fine. Just the, the the it's a it's like a world building issue. That the, the the writing mm-hmm. of the world building was kind of weak, mm-hmm. even though the and the writing of the individual moments and character relationships was very strong. Yeah, I'm oh, sorry, Dan. I think though they did a great job of filling in a lot of backstory, answering a lot of questions that we've had about the MCU. Um, where was the test rack for all those years? Obviously, how did Nick Fury lose his eye? You know, a, a <laughs> lot of those things kind of fall into place nicely with this, but it is definitely just set up for Endgame. Yeah. I mean, especially yeah. with that post credit scene. And uh, I mean, we, I think we can move on to, uh, well, I want to, I want to talk. I want to talk about I want to talk about two two more points there. Speaking yeah, yeah. of that, one of the things that bugged the ever living shit out of me, and I think Solo was the one. Speaking of movies that I walked out really happy with, and then cooled off on a whole bunch. <laughs> um, 
you don't need to explain everything to us. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I didn't need to know. I mean, I, I'm, I'm still on the fence about how I feel about how Fury lost his eye. Really? Um, yeah, I love it. I love I it think, so yeah. much. I think it. it was, it was. I think it was, it was pretty good. I think I'm, I'm warming up to it. But the very end there, where we find out that her call sign was Avenger, and so yeah. he named it the Avengers Initiative, yeah. that bugged the shit out of me. Really? Yes. Why? I don't know. Like, I don't need like. It just was a good name. Like, I, I feel like they, they feel the need to be able to explain where every single tiny piece came from. Oh, like, yeah, there's so a big story no, but behind see, I every think, single. I think that's important. I think that's really cool, especially because I mean, like, obviously, like there is no question that Captain Marvel is obviously the most powerful superhero that exists in this universe, mm-hmm. right? And is quite technically the original Avenger. Yeah. So. Captain America predates her by yeah. no, but no, 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 never because because no. The Avenger. Yeah, he's, he's, he's the right. original superhero, potentially. Right, sure, sure but no, she up. is. Uh, we, I mean, and that's what we get with the backstory with her and with Fury. And Panthers and going way back in time. Well, and I'm yeah, and I don't want to. I don't just say I don't want to get too caught up here because we're going to keep an eye on time. Uh, one of the pieces that I did want to address here too that a lot of folks are asking about. He's had this pager the whole time. Why didn't he ever hit the button on it? We actually he didn't have to. Well, we actually we got we got an answer from Kevin Feige, so I wanted to share it there yeah. too. Uh, to the, but what he said was that we don't know that he didn't just yeah. because we never saw him hit the pager. That's a good point. Doesn't mean that he never did. And it didn't hit. I mean, we even see from the end credit scene there that she didn't exactly show up immediately. She's a couple. She said it would work within a couple galaxies. Yeah. So right. she could have so, been far out of reach. Or four we don't or five know. galaxies this, away and suddenly it doesn't work. Yeah. Uh, or I do kind of like the idea, though. One of the th- threads I was reading was that he's been hitting the button and she's like showing up. <laughs> but after it's all done, like she shows up two weeks after the battle for New York and she's like, motherfucker, I came three galaxies for right. this shit. <laughs> Uh, so I kind of like, and that's why she's so pissed when she shows up and says, where's Fury? Where's Fury? That's she's funny. like, motherfucker, I swear to God, if Thanos is dead, I'm going to kill someone. Like I'm. <laughs> but going back to your previous point with the Avenger thing, I think it, it shows that this is the first superpowered individual that Fury meets. Yeah. This is who he wants to dedicate this team to. This is this is the inspiration for the team. My only questions as someone coming into this with like uh kind of a an, an ignorance to this world and this genre, right? So uh-huh. he so um Carol Danvers is the first super that Nick Fury has encountered. Yes, that's what kind yes. of what we're led to yeah. believe. So like he's writing up the the protectors initiative. Is that what he originally yeah, was going to call it or something? Mm-hmm. He's, uh, you know, and so he's thinking about like, he's like, okay, there's going to, there's more danger in the world. And so, you know, shield needs to like gather help. So does he start writing that after he meets her thinking like, does he just automatically assume that like, if there's one, there's more? Yes. Well, that's, okay. what, he, that's what he says. Okay. Yeah. 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 There's going to be more. We need to be prepared. We need to find like we, and then he, and he says to Colson, God, I was so glad Colson was in it. Yeah. Coulson, <laughs> I fucking love Colson. Yeah. Uh, but, but he says, you know, like this one, we didn't even, we weren't even been looking we found this one so let's let's start looking yeah uh right. and i do like that idea i like seeing where that idea came from and i know it's stupid but, but for me the like by thing, the time that we get the battle of new york he's got a team of six he doesn't need right to call her she said emergency only yeah right. yeah you like know. like what the worst case scenario from the battle of new york is that new york gets nuked which is yeah. in dramatic order of magnitude less than the world of all life in the universe <laughs> exactly so yeah. uh, we don't know exactly what Fury thinks is important enough to call Captain Marvel. And, also, and, and speaking, hopefully wherever she was, 
she saw some people evaporate. Yeah. Okay. yeah. And then starts yeah. getting oh, yeah. the signal and goes, oh shit, this is starting at Earth. I got to right. get back there. Yeah. Right. And I think that that's, and I think that it's also, by the way, classic Nick Fury mm-hmm. to pull out, say, like, in the comics, you ever read any comic about Nick Fury, Nick Fury pulls something out to solve a situation and literally everyone around him in the comic book says, where the fuck has that thing been the whole goddamn time? <laughs> right. You've had, because Fury's got sne- secrets on top of secrets mm-hmm. on top of secrets and you right. see that play out. And that's, that's why I actually really, really love Love the whole cat thing because uh-huh. he's built up the mythology of right. what happened with his eye, and everybody's yeah. like, "You know, it's like actually just a fucking cat scratch me." Right. <laughs> <laughs> which is which is funny thing because he talks about last time I trusted somebody, uh-huh. I got this. Yeah. It turns out not true. <laughs> unless you want to tell you, unless you're talking, <laughs> about, you the talking cat. about trusting the cat. Yeah, yeah. He said, I'm gonna. He looked at the cat in the face and said, "I'm gonna trust you not to attack me." Yeah. Uh, yeah. Do, the last time we trusted something—that's true. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Oh, uh, I just love that. Like we got, we got, <laughs> we got like this softer, like that. The whole storyline between him and Goose, like, got this like softer side of Nick Fury, where it's like mm-hmm. we, you know, we've only known. And we'll never Nick, see that side of him again, right? right. Like, we've yeah. only na- known like you know, t- leather trench coat, badass, you know, grumpy Nick Fury, and you see him picking up this little cat, like, you boo, you boo. Like, yeah. that, like that was hilarious. <laughs> All right, let's talk about uh, let's talk about predictions. Uh, what do we see going forward here? Or final thoughts? Let's do it this way. Final thoughts that that you're walking out from. You want to start? Oh, uh, you just switched it up on me. I was going predictions. Well, predictions, final thoughts, like all, all that stuff. Okay. Um, I'm going to throw out a bold prediction that we're going to see um, Monica Rambo all grown up, and she is going to help build the ship that will take them to de- defeat Thanos. And I want Spectrum. Oh, oh mm-hmm. my God. I want Spectrum. Mm-hmm. I'm not familiar with Spectrum. Monica. Oh, was that who she became? <laughs> yes. Oh, okay. Uh, it's, a, uh, it's a really <laughs> shitty cable service in the greater Orlando <laughs> area. And, and, at, and for a portion of time, she is, she ca- is known Captain, as Captain Marvel. I oh, yeah. that, that part comics, I knew. She's yeah. known as Captain Marvel before Carol Denver's. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Timeline-wise, but yeah. It's Okay, so uh, uh, yeah, that's... Uh, I like it. I yeah. like it. Uh, what are you? What are you, where are you at? Uh, final thoughts. I thought that uh, her ass looked phenomenal. <laughs> <laughs> or whoever's ass that was. Whoever's ass that was. Look, so therefore she has value. <laughs> right. so, so, so therefore I have value. Um, no, I thought like who like really who gives it. There were, weren't even that many butt shots. So like I don't yeah. I don't get the whole thing. Um, uh, her face acting was fine. Yeah, <laughs> she actually showed a range of emotions. She actually showed a range of emotions. Right. <laughs> that was one of the things too. Is when I when I was when I was cool on this movie at first, and I was trying to think about it. I thought to myself, I actually because I think it's and I think it's important for all of us to do this. Is I was trying to examine my biases first mm-hmm. uh-huh. and ask myself, do I am I carrying around some misogynistic bullshit? Is that what stopped me from? And when I thought about it, I said, well, my favorite part of the movie was Brie Larson. Mm-hmm. Brie Larson was incredible from beginning to end. Yeah, uh, she was just. I loved her more than than, than Nick Fury. I loved. There was literally nothing in the movie to me. Were you that familiar? Familiar with her before this? I was familiar with her in broad strokes. Okay. Um, so I I loved what was going on there. So yes, Brie Larson. Have you seen Room? Phenomenal. What's that? Have you seen Room? Mm-hmm. R- with, seen what? Room. room. No. You should. Okay. Yeah. She won an Oscar for it. That yeah. or um, United States of Terror was where I first became. Yeah. Yep. Listen, yeah. I I'm, I I'm, 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 I'm Scott Pilgrim, baby. <laughs> yeah, Scott Pilgrim. <laughs> Scott <laughs> Pilgrim, baby. All right. Anyway, I'm sorry. I didn't interrupt you. Um, I don't, I mean, predictions, I don't really have any because I'm a, you know, I'm a, I'm a Marvel movie watcher, so I'm along for the ride, but I mm-hmm. definitely like clearly now absolutely cannot wait to see Endgame because yeah, we're just that much closer to figuring out what the fuck happens. How do we fix this? Is it going to be weird when Captain Marvel shows up and just literally rips Thanos' arm off? <laughs> you know what? You uh, can't snap if you got no tendons. That, that reminded me of something else positive that I think comes out of this movie. Uh-huh. My son, who's 10, has not seen Wonder Woman. Okay. Because that's a girl superhero. <gasps> just not into it. Okay. You know? 
but he loved, he was applauding during Captain Marvel. Okay. He went to it because it's part of the greater MCU. Yep. He is all about this full story. Yeah. And needs to see every piece of it. That's awesome. You know? And after seeing that, now he's open to watching Wonder Woman. Yeah. There you Very go. Cool. Awesome. Because he's seen Very that cool. awesome. female superheroes can be cool. Super cool. My only prediction, or it's not a prediction because I don't know what's going to happen. I, 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 um, my favorite theory about Endgame yeah. is that the Infinity Stone that he gives, the Time Stone that Strange gives to Thanos, isn't the only one. It's been pulled from a different point in time to give him to give mm-hmm. it to Thanos. So he so he kept or hid a contemporaneous copy of it that somehow they're going to find in the quantum realm or something like that, and that's what's going to let them have. Time, some they have to have some kind of time travel powers to unwind well, everything the, that happened. The quantum realm has time travel built into it. Okay, they talked about that in Ant Man okay. and the Wasp. Maybe that's so, it. yeah, there's time vortexes. Time works different here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I like the theory that that was some kind of uh, tricky pulled, but uh, nice. as long as we're t- talking theories, the movie overall I thought was great. I I feel like it's a solid, a solid B B plus among yeah. the Marvel movies, um, uh, and it just had some it had great pacing, but it sort of had to me had some. Like by, I had a hard time caring what happened. Yeah. D- during certain stretches of the movie, just yeah. because they weren't. I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I need to see it again. I'm looking forward to seeing it again. I want to see it again. That'll help me narrow down how I feel about it too. All right. Uh, so two two quick things that I really really freaking loved about it. Um, the comedy of the film, mm-hmm. like especially like Mendel Mendelssohn's acting. Like his comedic timing was freaking perfect. So yeah. good, so yeah. good, so so perfect. Um, and somebody kind of encapsulated it for me in a way that I have not been able to, sh- to let go of. Somebody said it was kind of like a, a long kiss goodnight with spaceship, <laughs> and that's, that's like one of my favorite movies. And it's oddly enough, Sam Jackson and Gina Davis. And yeah, it's this kind of like badass woman who's kind of figuring out her past, and it's. Very, very similar in, in, in that kind of way, but I just love that. And then um, the second thing was the fighting style. Like, generally speaking, you're used to seeing um, women whenever they do uh, fighting styles in, in these types of movies. When you think of, like, Black Widow style, it's very agile. It's like running, yeah, very in a way, yeah. running yeah. against wall. Because, I mean, obviously, we're Buffy. dealing with the physics of being a woman fighting a fully grown man. Yeah. So, yeah, you got to kind of do some shit. But the way that she was, like, just brawling and just like yeah, yeah. that's great yeah. beasting oh, that's on really dudes good. like it it just I love the power that, that I, I I it gave me energy like when I saw that and I felt that yeah. so as far as predictions are concerned I just wanted to throw those two things out there um, I'm with you in that Monica is here, so we got to see. She's full, definitely an adult and by now. There were so many teases about it. Yeah, like she's definitely an adult by now. She's definitely the the little girl who played her was like the freaking cutest. She right. was amazing. <laughs> she yeah, she's was good too. so adorable. I just, I'm always so happy when we find non annoying child actors. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> They've gotten a lot better about it recently, right? too. Yeah. yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm definitely interested to see kind of what they do with her. As far as that, I'm just ready to see Thanos catch these hands. <laughs> <laughs> So um, I think Mendelssohn, the best part, when we talk about the, the scrolls, the best part for me is when he's sitting there with his wife at the dinner table or at the table with them. And uh, uh, I think it's at the end, towards the end of the movie when they're all, like, they've been saved. Yeah. They're sitting around a Rambo's house. And there's this back and forth where she, his wife says something, like making fun of him or teasing him or whatever else. And he makes some joke about whose side she's on. There's, this, there's mm-hmm. just this moment where these two aliens 
feel so human. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and in a way that that lets you identify with them as characters. And it just it was a moment that stuck out with me. It stuck with me for the movie. And I think that was that little that little banter where, you know, like so, oh, so it's like, you know, I'm replicating some I'm borrowing someone's identity. It's it, it's it's kind of like stealing. That like just like honest, like yeah, it, married yeah. moment. It did. And it felt like it did you felt like they, that had a, such a natural chemistry. Yeah. Uh, that I really loved. Um I think for me one of my big takeaways ways while I think I'm, I'm with I'm with Brad this is a solid B plus and I really need to see it again um, it's definitely in the top the top ranks of, of Marvel movies uh, I don't think it I don't think it's going to replace the first Iron Man or the first Avengers for me but it still is it's really high up there um, I do think that Marvel is going to have to be very careful though mm-hmm. because they have established Captain Marvel from a pure physical strength perspective as, as off the charts. Uh, uh, Hulk, fuck that. Uh, uh, like Thor, no, not even close. Like, well, we haven't seen, we haven't seen just the level of pure raw power. I mean, she doesn't, we see Hulk in the first Avengers movie r- run through and out the other side of one of those big Jatari warships that's coming down to yeah. destroy New York. But we see Carol Danvers, we see Captain Marvel do it without trying. Yeah. Like she's not, she doesn't come out the other side of that even like, like she ain't even like like touching up her hair. Like she comes out the other side perfectly goddamn fine yeah. and ready to keep going. And so to me what that what that says to me is that you've got a you've got a character, you had a Superman problem now mm-hmm. because you've got a character that you cannot realistically just throw physical threats at the way that you could, uh, the way that you could pre- even with the Avengers together and for a series of movies Ooh. that has relied, hang on, that has relied very heavily on massive arm, massive amounts of physical threats. And then you know, all the pretty much the vast majority of her Marvel movies are solved by punching. You've now got a character who punching is not going to be a challenge. Sure. So, but so maybe the whole flip script with the scroll thing plays into so this is me coming up with my theory right now plays into the fact that Thanos thinks that what he did for the universe is good and Thanos doesn't see himself as an enemy so I could see a bit of a weird like mind play like emotional turmoil kind of thing with Mm -hmm. like you know her you know I believe that the scroll were evil for so long so who's to say that you know what I mean like what if he gets in her head there's a lot of ways that you can do this but I think mostly you you need a Lex Luthor Mm-hmm. Because Lex Luthor, the reason that Lex Luthor is Superman's greatest villain is because he does not have the same powers. Yeah, he is coming at it from a completely different angle. Because while while Superman is truth and noble and good, he's also kind of an idiot. Yeah, uh, so Lex Luthor outthinks him constantly, and I think if that's going to be what they need. To, what Marvel's going to need to do. How about a rogue? Well, or Rogue shows up and steals her powers because that's also from the comics. <laughs> that's where Rogue's powers come from. Her flight, her super strength. She grab Rogue grabs onto Captain Marvel. Carol Danvers sucks so much of her power that puts Captain Marvel in a coma, and Rogue permanently keeps these powers. That's where she gets it from. Oh, uh-huh. well, I comics. mean that's that's definitely part. I think the other thing that that I meant to kind of mention this one with predictions is with the entry of Captain Marvel, we might be looking at, or I think it's, it's probable that we're probably looking at the end of the Avengers mm-hmm. and the rise of the Ultimates, who they're not dealing with this little petty shit. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, so I think that's kind of how you solve that. I think you have the opportunity to do that. I think you have the opportunity to bring in the Illuminati as far as Earth level stuff. Oh. Well, we know Miss Marvel, Kamala Khan is coming. We got Nova coming. Yeah. And an unnamed um, gay character is coming. 
Yeah, well, well they've been those talk- all have been oh, confirmed also, now by Faggy. And yeah. then Adam Warlock, they they've said they're willing. They've teased. They've yeah, teased yeah. they're willing to do that. Uh, the, regarding the Superman problem, <clears throat> the Superman problem, I you know, I I'm a fan of uh, All Star Superman. Was a fantastic, uh, mm-hmm. relatively recent Superman comic series, and um, it it encapsulated the idea that that Superman's weakness. Well, and, and his strength is, is Superman can save anybody, but he can't save everybody. Mm-hmm. And that's what the stories, that's what the good stories are, are really about. Ooh, and, they have, right. and they have nothing to do with whether or not he can beat up the bad guy right. before the bomb goes off or whatever the, yeah. whatever the contrivance is. Mm-hmm. But it, it's, it's about the emotions he goes through yeah. as this lonely uh, protector who, again, who hear, who, he, he, he hears everything. That is everyone's suffering, but he can't. He can't save everybody. Which is why and, I hate we, Zack Snyder. And exactly. we, obvi- we obviously know that we're going to lose some of the Avengers in Endgame. Right. Like, and right. that might be the big. And I don't think I don't want to be clear. I'm not saying I'm not worried about it, but I right. do think it's. I mean, as long unless Kevin Feige announces his retirement in the next six months, <laughs> uh, I but, think I think they're going to be okay. I just think that that is going to be something to watch going forward. To go right. back to her being OP in this universe, Thor, post Ragnarok and post Infinity War is comparable in power because now that he's got Stormbreaker, he has... That's true. He's let loose. Yeah. He, right. he, he's got... He, he's realized that he's not the, the god of hammers. <laughs> so good. <laughs> you know? So good. And yeah. he almost took Thanos out. Right. Uh, so anyway, so there we go. So I'm going to wrap this up. We're trying to keep this one yeah. from going as long as all of our other shit goes. <laughs> uh, but folks, what do you guys think about Captain Marvel? Please let us know uh, in the comments. We look forward to hearing from you guys on it. Uh, thank you so much again to Brad and to uh, the experience for coming through and joining us there. <laughs> this time I was simple with you and gave him the title. So, uh, it'll, like mix it. It, it'll mix it up there. Uh, I want to thank you guys so much. Make sure you check out our full episode, which will be dropping on Thursday. So you can check out our episode, Why We Geek with these two guys, as a matter of fact, and our technical director who was around for that part of it. You'll find that one on YouTube as well as on all the audio places that you normally find us until next time this is al sterling saying thanks for listening